Hey everyone, Kaprogman here. Did you know that we have a Patreon page? That's right, if you go to patreon.com slash wafflingtailors, you can help support the show. It turns out the podcasts aren't free. I mean, they're free to download, but they're not really free to create, kind of, because you have to host them somewhere. Anyway, what we're after doing is we're after trying to make sure that we're fully funded. We're obviously doing this off of our own backs, and we are loving it, because it's loads of fun. But uh, you can help out if you want from as little as $1 a month. And if you do that, you get loads of bonus content. If you go there now, you'll see that there's already a whole bunch of bonus content for the $1 tier already. We're planning on releasing a bunch of bonus episodes under the $5 tier, except that we've got one coming up that is going to be under the $1 tier, just to see how you guys feel and what you think about it. So head over to patreon.com slash wafflingtailors and give us a look and uh, maybe help us out. See you later, Squidgy! See you later, Squidgy! Hello everyone and welcome to part three of our discussion with the bee. That's right, we recorded for that long that there are three parts. In fact, the first part was that long when I edited it down. There's two versions of it. There's the version that you get for listening on the RSS feed and there's a version for the Patreon, so definitely go check that out. So this is part three. We jump straight into B's answer to what is your unpopular gaming opinion. If you want to hear mine or Squidgy's, go back to part two and listen to that. There are some things that we talk about in part two that are included in part three. So if you have the chance, go listen to parts one and two if you haven't already, and then listen to this one. Anyway, I won't keep you any longer. Here comes part three. unpopular opinion I've got I suppose I've got two I suppose unpopular opinions but the one I'm, I'm going to submit um, I say for discussion as you say we're not really discussing it in terms of um, trying to solve it, it but, just but um, yes my, my unpopular opinion is that I don't think Hideo Kojima is all that Oh. And I don't mean this to be a personal no, thing. That's that's uh, <laughs> that is a, I, it's yeah, not it. just I'll be honest, it's not just a Hideo Kojima thing. I think that um I like hero worshipping games to one developer is more damaging than it is to Yeah. Than it than it is for us. We say these games I mean again, I respect Hideo Kojima. Um he's done a lot of work and everything and his it's a lot of work that's worth recognising and done a lot of weird things in games that are like revolutionised definitely memorable yeah and, 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 and I'm not in any way disrespecting any of his work um, but I think that he gets a free pass for a lot of things that are not as good as everyone says they are. And the, I don't think the Metal Gear Solid is as good series is as good as Well, Metal Gear I, Solid too, especially. I enjoy the Metal Gear series, but I don't hold it to the same reverence as a lot of people I know do. And hence unpopular opinion. Um I think I believe that um it's by and also by attributing the entire Metal Gear series to Hideo Kojima, as most people do, kind of takes away from the work that hundreds, if not yeah. thousands, of people have worked on those games, and yet we say Hideo Kojima. I know that it says in the box a Hideo Kojima game. Pretty sure he didn't make that on his own. You know what I mean? And uh, not just that, the people who wrote the films that the games are based on. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, like, Solid Snake is 
Snake Plissken. But literally, Snake Plissken, yeah. i.e. the main character. From Escape from New York. The same design, it. same characteristics, different voice, but the same characteristics, the same design, everything. He is Snake Plissken from Escape from New York and Escape from LA. Mm. It is almost the same setup. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not, it's it's yeah. I mean there's an argument for there's an argument for nothing is really new mm. and nothing has been really new for thousands of years, but ever since the Greeks it kind of perfected storytelling. Um and you you're absolutely right. I mean you look at the same thing with Peter Molyneux. Yeah. Peter Molyneux, brilliant. Uh what was it? Uh black and white and Populous um, Black and White and Fair Dungeon Bull- Keeper. Yeah. Bullfrogs, most of Bullfrog's output. Exactly, right? The same thing with Lord British. Yeah. You know, the, the same thing. You, you get these... Cl- Cliffy B as yes. another one. And, you know, Gears of War, I, I the fast think... series. Great series. It's not just Cliffy B's game. And that's mm. become less of an issue since he's moved away since Gears of War 4, etc., etc. But we do have a tendency to, as as just as a, the gaming industry and gamers in general, to, to attribute the work of a lot of people mm. to one person. And then also make out as if this person's infallible. I mean, mm. for for Hideo Kojima, I just have to say, quiet. I mean, what the hell? Oh, yes, she's got skimpy clothes because she breathes through her skin. What? Really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd have if more you, respect for her if you just said... Yeah, if you she wanted just to likes wearing skin. Game, I like, I, I wanted a character who barely wears anything. I wanted yeah. a woman to ogle that. Mm. Oh, That's, yeah, I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing the people cosplaying. As a no, no. yeah, bet you was. G- bet you give, was given that, <laughs> I I think one of the best games on the PS One, if you discount Resident Evil games, because I'm biased towards them, one of the best games on the PS One, in my opinion, is the first Metal Gear Solid. The whole series, the whole Metal Gear series, peaked at Metal Gear Solid right. on the so, PS One. So Metal Gear Solid has all been downhill since then. But the best part about Metal Gear Solid isn't the gameplay at all. It's the story. It is so. Which in, is which is not his invention. I know, I know, but bear with me. That's right? the thing. Yeah, the the story of it is so involved. It's so for the time. It was very. It it touched on a lot of issues, at the time. Sort of, it touched on a lot of things, social issues, and um, definitely like a lot, a lot of political issues. As I'm well. not sure it did. Right? I think I, it I know, but it was your... it was from from everything that came before. On the PS One, especially, it was the most most fleshed out game. I'm gonna... story wise, it had a, all right, maybe not fleshed out, but it had a hell of a long story. Okay, including a lot of the files that you could watch before the game actually started, which gave you a background for Snake. Right? Yeah, it was very fle- now gameplay wise, it's a top down action game from the NES. Yeah, it, apart me- from free in Metal Gear Solid is a 3D version of Metal Gear, right? NES and MSX. That, it's that simple. That's pretty much it. That's um, fine, but I, I'm going to have to. I'm going dis- to part yeah, of my unpopular fine. opinion. Yeah. I disagree about the story. I think that the gameplay is actually really good on Metal Gear Solid. I, mm. I would say Metal Gear Solid is my favorite of the Metal Gear series. I think I don't think the Metal Gear series as a whole is a good, well-rounded series. Mm. Good to play. I don't hold it to the same reverence as other people, as I've said before, mm. yeah. but. I do think the story isn't that good. I can see what he's going for and what he's trying to do, but I feel like it's a bit more pretentious than it needs to be. Yeah. And I feel like it's far more up its own ass, <laughs> to be frank, yeah. Yeah, I can than it that. should be. I yeah. think he does a lot of... There's a lot of it that's a bit wanky, for want of a better word. <laughs> like, or I think there's a... Um, 
I mean, Metal Gear Solid Five. It's hard to criticize for that because of what happened where Konami went right. You've done it. I don't know enough. We need to release this game, and then they canned Kojima and sent him off for his own production company. But then I don't know if I don't think Konami was in the right to fire him or anything. But I I get the I get the suspicion Konami was right to say right. Hang on, you're going a bit far. We need to get this game out. You know, if we keep letting you do what you're doing. We're never going to see this. No one's ever going to see this game, mm. and it's going. And I, I worry the same thing is happening with Death Stranding. This is my main problem with Kojima, as such. Like I said, it's really turning into me against Kojima. Like I know I have, I've been in the same room as him, and I've literally had him walk behind me, and you I have didn't seen the pictures there. <laughs> and that's another story. But and I've got a feeling I'm going to end up like interviewing Kojima one day, and be like, you know, somehow I've heard this podcast, <laughs> and be like. You don't like me, do you? Like, oh well, mm, it's not that. It's not that I don't like you, Mister Kojima-san. It, <laughs> but Kojima, Hideo Kojima, wants to be a movie director, and it is painfully obvious in his games. It does bring a lot of innovation and weird stuff, like the controller in different port. But if it feels more like he wants to be, he feels more comfortable as a Hollywood director than he would do as a game director. And especially, like I say, with Death Stranding's feeling the same thing. He's showing this stuff, and everyone's to me seems to be cooing over it, like, oh, it's a new game from Hideo Kojima. And, I, and I'm like, okay, so it's Norman Reedus holding a baby, and then the baby ages, and then there's some stuff going on, and now here's Guillermo de Toro. What? 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 Director Guillermo de Toro is in this for some reason, and now Mads Mikkelsen, and I mean, the good actors, yeah, but like, What's going on? What what am I watching? And then that one that was the first E3 show. Then the next year, this year's E3 just gone. And there was a bit more. And then there was an interview with him this week with Variety saying that, you know, he thinks marketing spoils games and he likes players to discover what's happening themselves. But at the same time I'm like, well, I'm not wanting to buy this game because I don't know what the fuck it's supposed to be. Like is it a stealth game? Is it an action? What? What is going on? Like you're just showing me a lot of really weird stuff and going, but you'll buy it because it's Kojima, won't you? No, I really <laughs> won't. Like, I want to know what is supposed to happen. What's supposed to be happening in this game? Why do I want to buy this game? I want to know. I don't want it spoiled for me it's, or anything. It's kind, of, it's kind of like the stuff that's being released now is is sort of like it's not even teaser trailers. It's sort of like an art movie, isn't it? Exactly. It yeah. feels like some sort of pretentious art movie that would be in black and white noir with some dickhead in a berry and a bloody <laughs> cigar. Oh, yeah, so, so, this is a, oh, sorry if I'm being offensive. So, 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 this is, is uh, artist. The artist means is uh, trying. There's a great song um, it's a new Concord song actually when they're talking about um, Brett singing about a, a seagull on a rock and Jermaine's going the seagull is just a metaphor by the way it's because he wants to spread his wings and fly and then later in the song spoilers because it's a new song that's come probably on the thingies um, later in the song he goes no no it's not a metaphor I'm just a seagull playing piano I'm an actual <laughs> seagull playing piano and then he starts playing the solo and the solo's like ding 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 because obviously a seagull has wings, it can't play piano. It's going yeah. ding, 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 ding. Oh, it's not a metaphor. And that's what I mean. It's, you know, d- uh, I'm going to swear it in, but that, that's, that is. Oh, but by the way, swearing. 
um, alert. Don't it's worry. A bit too low, I, I gave the illiterate warning. Bleep, yeah. ble- bleep yeah. it out if, if you need to. <laughs> Later on, you can bleep it out. Yeah. Have we got? Okay, so one of the things that uh, Gabrogman said to me was favourite and not favourite. Was it peripheral? Yeah, uh, so this is this goes back to Twitter. So this goes back to uh, Sin Spaces on Twitter. Um, and he put out a tweet uh, a few days ago as of recording this saying, Get a control of yourself. Uh, what's been your favourite controller of all time and what controller bites the big one? Come on, B. Right. You go first. I've got, I've already okay. got mine. Oh, going yeah. first. Okay, so um, I probably I didn't really think too hard about favourite, did I? I think my least favourite controller, and I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be stepping on people's toes here, would be the Jaguar because I just don't... That <laughs> number pad on the bottom, it's kind of... Oh, it's trying to mash like a PC and a controller together in some sort of weird genetic experiment that looks more like Jeff Goldblum's a fly. It, it went horribly wrong it's harder in the transport than the Duke, which yes. is the original Xbox controller, the one they had to shrink. See, the Duke big, had big one. the Duke had a use in that it was so big you could probably kill a person with it. <laughs> should or, they annoy you? Or you could use it as a doorstop. Or you could use it as a doorstop. Yeah. Or you know the, the classic: if you're playing a multiplayer game of Halo and split screen, you could throw it at the TV. It would explode the TV and absolutely decimate it. But then you'd win on your TV, so it's absolutely mm. fine. You know that's a good tactic to use. So the Atari Jaguar definitely, definitely my pick for West controller. Best again, I said I hadn't talked about it much, but I think it's a fairly easy one. It's uh, I say fairly easy. It, I'm narrowing it down to three. It's either the the Xbox 360 or Xbox One controller slash the PS4 because I mean there's a reason that they are now the de facto controllers. They are just they just feel right. They're easy to to use. I'm gonna put the 361 just higher than the Xbox One just because um, I use that for the PC and the Xbox 360. For a good ten years, that pad, and it was just, it just made sense. Triggers felt good. The the haptic feedback and uh, sorry, the rumble in it felt felt excellent. The shoulder buttons, um, it had you know not too many buttons to feel overwhelmed. Enough buttons. There's a reason that that is now like the de facto standard. And ditto for the DualShock because even though the DualShock has had changes over the years, it's kept a same basic principle that has it's, lasted. It's just changed a little inside. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's yeah, the other. Trigger the, the shoulder bumpers have become triggers. You've got a touchpad now on the on the fourth one, but there's a reason that that has endured, and that's because as a pad, it makes sense and ergonomic sense, feels comfortable. Not too many buttons to learn. Mm. It's just you know, it's it's logic basically. Okay, right. Okay, so mine. Um, but we're going for actual and then comedic. We'll go actual first. Um, if anyone's ever played Steel Battalion, yes, oh, yes. Oh my good Christ. Um. For those not in the know, Steel Battalion was a mech game on the original Xbox. Where you constructed... Um, it was out of three parts. So instead of using an actual Xbox controller, like the Xbox controller S or the Duke, you literally the game cost like £200 or something. originally. Something like yeah. that, yeah. Because it came with its own peripheral. It's like it's a command peripheral. deck thing. Like it, was it was literally a cockpit of the mech that you were controlling. Yeah. A, a, a dual joystick one with yeah, yeah. a dial and thrusters and it was, pedals. And it games. even had a button for the ejector seat, which yes. was I was just about to mention. A locked. Yeah. Was it a locked? Yeah, it was. A, it was. A, you had to flip up a catch and push it. Now, when yeah. you start up, the everything lights up and it's very shiny. And um, the gameplay was really cool. But most of the time, what I did was I flicked the eject button and pushed it. I'll be honest. So you were playing an eject simulator? Yeah, pretty much. Um, But it was very impressive. So there was that. My, um, I mean, if if we're going all 
arty farty and stuff. I um I really like the Donkey Konga um bongo drums because one day I want to get one of them and complete Dark Souls on it. That's if I can possibly do it. Um but my I'd I'd say this this is a bit of a gripe. My worst controller ever, considering I've played a lot, this is including the entire Jaguar, and even the weird ones that plugged into the printer port back in the day, which is like a Barbie fucking bottle. That was a joystick and what have you. The Atari joystick. One button Ooh, of movement. Okay. I hated that with a passion. I can see, I just, I can see why. I just hated it. I don't know if it was the button, your one button wasn't on the top, or it wasn't on the front. It was on the side, so you sort of like held it and then you had to tap it and move it. I just, or it was the fact that it was a thoroughly square base. I just hated it. I'll, I'll really quickly counter that with, but you happily play arcade stick games, which is exactly the same, except they have more buttons. And, but, but, and I can see why, because it's spread out over a larger yeah. area. The Atari, the original Atari joystick is like, a one inch by one inch square Ooh. and it is difficult to manoeuvre mm. I'll agree but if it was spread out a little bit longer maybe it was functional but it wasn't very comfortable no, no. and I can say my, my second hated controller mobile phone hmm ah. I hate mobile phone gaming I will tell anyone that I hate it with a passion because not only does it take the battery away from what's essentially an emergency device for contacting people, but, yeah. but depending on the size of the phone, your hand cramps up. Well, no matter yeah. what you play, even if it's something like um, Bubble Bobble or whatever it's called now, um, Happy Flaps or whatever it's called. You know the one where you... you, you, <laughs> you, 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 you candy Flaps, that's the one. You know where you, you pop. It's essentially columns, a touchscreen columns game, right? Where you do that. No matter what, no matter how long you play for, either your left, hand, your left or right, the hand that's holding it will get cramped, or your finger, the the, the end of it will get cramped or something. I I just hate mobile gaming. Okay, I really do. Unless there's some sort of peripheral attached to it. Um, so those are my two hated. Um, I bet you weren't expecting the phone, was you? I wasn't. No. Shall I go? Yeah, go on. Okay. Surprises. Worst controller ever. Mm-hmm. The Connect. Oh, a good you needed a, you need like a twenty foot by twenty foot room, and you need to have the TV on one end and you on the other. I assume we're talking so about the original Connect one point yeah, well, yeah, the, yeah, the one point, yeah. the one point oh, the 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 OG Connect was shocking. Was what it was. It worked fantastically in the lab, and it worked fantastically at places like E three where you have loads of space. I mean, did it work fantastically at E three? I mean, does anyone remember? Have you ever wondered what the bottom? of an Xbox avatar's foot looks like. Bam! And then, if you've not seen it, um, Kudo, I can't remember his last name, was demonstrating the Xbox Connect at the reveal event, and one of the things he was saying was, you know, do you want to see what the bottom of an Xbox 360 avatar's foot looks like? And he said, bam! And he moved his foot to try and show you as if the bottom of the foot. And on screen, the avatar's foot could do what can only be described as an event horizon. <laughs> <laughs> where it just went exactly. this is why the, freaked out yeah. Yeah, the, the medium of sound I can only describe what happened but yes it was and this is why the the Kinect was the worst the, the OG Kinect was the worst controller ever mm. because a lot of the games were designed in spacious areas and you had to be precise for a lot more and, well, and, yeah, and, and yeah. it was it was no one else is in the room and it's just you and at the time Microsoft were pushing for multiplayer games, multiplayer games. Everybody's playing, essentially everyone's playing Power Stone and Mario 
uh, Mario Kart and Mario Party, but the Microsoft-branded versions of those games. So we want, you know, people playing all of these party games and, and things like that. Get everybody in, because then they were going for, like, the college kid crowd for, like... Jocks more and, mature games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It never so, felt like it was tested in an actual honest to goodness. Yeah, I mean, it, it did. Some games. I mean, I I got one. Some of the games were better than others. They, they were never perfect, but some of the games was amazing. Gunslinger, oh my! Gunslinger was amazing because it was designed for a single player, and it was designed to pick up you and no one else. Is that the twisted pixel one. That's the one where yeah, you yeah, control right, you control the marionette. Oh, that was amazing. That was brilliant. Right? Uh, well, I had a lot of fun with U Star, which is the one where you could put yourself in a oh, movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was good fun. But even that still had its issues in that because it was supposed to use a green screen via the Connect because of where it was. But often it would not cut you out cleanly in the. Uh, there was, there was of, always. Yeah, loads of feathering, yeah. Yeah, loads of issues with mm. the green screen. And it's funny that now, in 2018, some 10 years later, um, as such, green screening is just a standard thing for streamers and stuff. And you've got the Elgato. 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 Green screen kit, etc., etc., for streamers, and even software that you can just download that does it for free that does a better job than the, the 150 pounds Connect did ten years mm, ago. Yeah, but yeah, so that's worst controller ever for Come me. On, best, right? I really want to know this. I've thought about this a lot, and it's a it's been a difficult decision. It really has, and I'm going to get a lot of slack from certain people. And I think I'm going to make a very good friend of G, because it's mouse and keyboard, right? Because the mouse gives you, because if you, and I'm coming at this from a first person shooter perspective, right? The mouse is almost, right? If you hold out, so listeners, if you hold out your hand as if you put a hand up on the mouse, on a standard mouse. Your strong hand. Yep, a standard, yeah, right? Your strong hand, child. two, Two button mouse, right? And then rotate your hand to the outside of your body. By, what, 45 degrees? Just to give the listeners an idea, um, it's like I'm looking at Michelangelo's David yeah, with right? the hands reaching. So, so as, hold as, your hand out as if it's pointing out away from you. As the two tailors then, reach <laughs> towards each other. Form a fist as if you're holding a gun, and the mouse provides a perfect extension on your hand to represent the gun on the screen. Now, there isn't, or a, perfect, or or whatever there isn't a perfect means. extension for moving around the character, but the keyboard will do, right? Again, RTSs. You can't play a good RTS with a video game controller. No, you because cannot. Because they don't work. Huh? It works fantastically with a mouse. Because we've had 20 years of WIMP, which is Windows icons, menus, and pointers, for PCs and for Macs and whatever. Just curiosity. Because click, drag, select a thing, and move them over there. Just out of curiosity, because I haven't played it either. I've just heard good things about it. Have you played Halo Wars 2 yet? No. I've been told that's very good on the controller. That is an RTS console. No. Might be worth looking into, but no. like I say, I've not played it, so I can't comment whether it is. But I think done. that's more because of my background of hang computers. Is, is that a Halo stuff? game with a single player? Halo Wars Two, it's an RTS, so it's got a single player campaign mode. All of them's yeah. got them apparently. I've never, I've never. Oh yeah, all the Halos have. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> no, but Halo no. Wars, Halo Wars does have a single player campaign, um, and it was done by because the first one was done by Ensemble, who did. Age of Empires and that, and then, but they closed down between, between Halo 1 and Halo 2. Halo 2, Halo Wars 2, I believe, is Creative Assembly, who are known for the Total War games. I'm, I'm, I'm essentially going to say pictures or it didn't happen, because next thing you're going to be telling me is that um, Just Cause has a story. 
Just, just <laughs> any of the Just Cause games it. has a story, just which has reuse a story. Yeah. of the same joke from the last episode. I love it. <laughs> Continuity. You yeah, said last episode. Well, you've already said this. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's cool. So yeah, mouse and keyboard. Uh, let us know in the comments what you believe is the best of worst controllers, okay. and which who of us you agree with best. Another quick fire round for you, a lot of guys. Really quick. Yep. Right. Best wrestling game you've ever played? Best wrestling game I've ever played. Um, f- I mean, it's not the most popular opinion, but my personal pick would be SmackDown 2 Know Your Role on the PS1. Right, high five for that. I spent many a good hour playing those. Uh... Was there anything in particular you did? did you, I love the you... season mod. I think the season mod there, especially with the creating wrestler, the creating wrestler tools were excellent. They were very in-depth. You could create a pretty good wrestler, could pretty good facsimile of, of whatever wrestler you wanted but also the single player season mode was far expanded from Smackdown 1 mm. and felt really meaty and you, you could, didn't have that heart thing did you exactly the first you, one the heart thing was weird you could properly get your teeth stuck in mm. and feel like you were part of the WWE or F at the time roster okay um, just another quick thing was there anything in particular you did did you gun did you play as a, a particular character did you beat up a particular character I would always play as as my created character right um, was there anyone you always used to beat gunning up? for the, the title um, I believe there was but I can't think who was on the roster at the time right now it, it was um, more like the attitude I think I want to say I, oh no I think it was just after I believe the right to censor had just been achieved so I think it was yes. Stephen Richards of the right to censor was oh, high on my uh, beating up list yeah yeah okay so worst wrestling game you've ever experienced or played game, yourself that's gonna be a bit harder like my first was Warzone on the PS1 didn't really enjoy it much I found it very clunky to play but I don't know if I would actually say it was my worst one if only because I felt that I'm trying to think of the name of it. One of the spin-off ones on the 360 was a little bit felt a little bit worse. It may have been Legends of Wrestling. Oh, the um, the caricature versions of them. So no, massive chests. All Stars was fine. I loved All Stars. Oh, okay. It was a massively different. Legends. No, it wasn't. It was um, WrestleMania on the Xbox 360. 2000. No, no, that was GameCube. Oh, sorry. Um, the WrestleMania Road to WrestleMania WWE Road to WrestleMania. Oh, I felt it, it. It was a spin-off title. It was during the THQ days, and it felt it felt really light. It felt like it did feel like a half-assed sort of not a cash in as such, but just it was felt really light and content. Really it, was fast. Like, it was like you had to play. I want to say it was fast. Like it had a similar control scheme, but not quite to, to the main series mm. at the time. But it just didn't feel. Like it was a full package, it felt mm. a bit like because uh, it basically you could only essentially play matches uh, from, from WrestleManias yeah. that were picked from WrestleManias past. Yeah. Yeah, I think you could pick any wrestler at some point, but it just didn't click mm. like the other ones had. And at this period was a period when I hadn't been into wrestling for about ten years either, so that didn't help. But um, yeah, it was okay for me. Uh, mm-hmm. What best and worst? Yeah, okay, uh, if you best. Can. I want to say, just because it, it blew my mind, WWE Raw on the Xbox, or WWF Raw, or whatever it's called. Raw, yeah. it was definitely WWE by that point. Okay, so WWE Raw, right? Because the first time I played it, you know, you've got the entrance, and it's a bit boring when it's your, when it's the person you're taking on. It's a bit of, oh no, push B, you can run in and beat them up on the way down. You couldn't do that on any wrestling game before then. And the game was beautiful. It was gorgeous. It was the first game that actually looked like 
an actual the show. show. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was, it was fully fleshed out. I mean, okay, granted the, the hardware capabilities of PS1 music for that sort of sixth, the fifth generation, fifth, sixth generation, the fifth generation, sorry, into sixth generation was, going was not brilliant and yeah. you had to have like the cardboard cutouts for the, well, at that, because at that point it would have had the PS2 Smackdown games on a, as yeah. the, the rival mm. ones at that point. Yeah. But it was just like, the camera panned around, and although they weren't detailed, the crowd were three D modelled, and it was it was presented as if you were watching the show, yeah. you know, and the, the explosions and the camera angles and the swooping and the music, and it was could brilliant. You, could you like was that the first game where you could fully in depth create an entrance, or was that SmackDown versus Raw a few years later? I think I want to say it was versus Raw. I believe versus Raw, but I'm not yeah. not because you could. You could uh, in WWE Raw. You could if you had music on your hard drive. You could the Xbox will allow you to do that. You could use that music for your intro music, for your intro yeah. music. But you can change the video or anything. You had to have like the stock videos or another wrestler's video. Okay, so West then. I don't know the name of it, but it's the driving game. It's Crush Hour. Crush Hour. Yeah. Crush Hour. What a lot of tosh that was. <laughs> uh, <do you laughs> it's a rip-off of Twisted Metal and Destruction Dub. I think I also want to change my answer, you know. That was a terrible game. Um, well, I was going to say, I just thought of a, of a one that I did play was worse, was the original ECW game. Oh, ECW, is it? Uh, I think it was just ECW, wasn't it? Was that, oh. was that the one with Rob Van Dam on the front? I think so, yeah. yeah. That was like the Warzone days. Basically, mm. that's how old that was. But yeah, Chris Hour, sorry. Chris no, Hour was... Yeah, yeah. Just one oh. load of tosh. It was, it was Twisted Metal and uh, Destruction Derby, but with wrestlers as the characters rather, and the cars changed slightly to represent the... It was... Look it up on YouTube. It is the weirdest, most awful thing ever. Yeah. And this is from the WWE who have done a lot of awful things. The gobbledygook. Oh, oh gobbledygooker. Good gobbledygooker. Oh, gobbledygooker. Yeah. gobbledygooker. And, uh, and uh, one man band. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, no, one man gang. That, sorry. By that point, they'd absorbed WCW, so you can include that. Um, so you're talking uh, the Shockmaster as so well. All these stupid ideas, and they came up with let's make you know. But I guess that was probably someone at the video game company had said, "Hey, we could make a load of money if we basically made Twisted Metal." And just so there are, I think at that period they had three different spin-offs. The uh, the the Crush Hour one. I'm sure there was at least another there was at least another one mm. that they released and I can't remember what it was for the life of me. So okay. So I'm I'm gonna go okay. a bit of in reverse here, I'm gonna say my worst first. Okay. I can't remember which one it was, but it was a WWE SmackDown vs. Raw game and it was the one where before you got to the main menu you had John Cena and Randy Orton and it was to practice the controls. Was it 2007? No, it was 2008. Was I it think? just Cena and on the cover, yeah. do you mean? No, no, it was once you started the game, before you got to the menu, you could control Randy Orton. Oh, that might have been 09 then. Right. Or 08. I hated that game because the amount of. 2009 was the tag team one. Yeah. Because it had DX on the cover. Yes. I hated that game because they introduced a lot more controls into it. We're talking. They, they, they took off the, the stamina system. 2007 or 2010? It wasn't 7. 
Because that was that was like the, the the flagship one for the 360, wasn't it? No, that's 2006, I think. Was it? No, it was seven. Um, do a Google for 2006. Anyway, but Let's it was it was that one because they introduced a lot more controls, which made it a lot more finicky. And it the level the the time it took to get used to all the controls. So 06 was uh, a two through and Cena. So yeah. it might be 2007 then for, for the, the, 361 the, 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 the time it took right. to get used to all the new finicky controls, like oh, get, yeah, getting remapped the controller. The, the, yeah. the remap yeah. the controller. So getting weapons was different. How you got weapons, where you went, how you climbed, how you run. You could go to. It wasn't just climb out of the ring. You went to the apron. You could go to the apron, or go to the turnbuckle, or go to the half apron, or dive through the bottom part of the rope or the top, or you could. It was just. I think it. it once you got used to them, it was it was fantastic that what you could do. But it was just the level of time required to get used to it was okay. it drove me insane because the best way to get used to those controls wasn't that part. Yep. It was going to a, a match with someone, going to just a, an exhibition match, try the new controls, figure out what you wanted to do, then go back to that part, and then figure out which one you wanted. And then learn it that way. That was the worst one for me. It was just control-wise. The best... But before you say the best one, right? I have an idea. I know... I got an idea. I know what it is. I've written it down, right? It's really badly written. I'll rewrite it really quickly. This is like the... What is it? The finger on the envelope on his head. Oh, I've forgotten what his name was. Two lines in the fountain. Do you actually want me to put it next to... Uh, in front of my face? No, no, no. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give this to B, right? That's what I reckon it is. Go on, Squidgy. Uh, can I put my guess? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Go on, Squidgy. Whilst whilst please write down his uh, guess. No, because I can see he's writing, so okay. I know that. Okay. So, in my opinion, the best wrestling game, hands down. Can I just really quickly say that both B's and my guesses are in the same format? The format was N64. Ooh. And it's WCW versus NWO Revenge. What did I put me? Well done. Well done. You put... Uh, the control scheme WCW, was... WCW, Revenge. The control scheme was easy to get used to. Yep. There was very little customization apart from changing costumes. Yep. It was just a whole myriad of different ways you could play the game. You didn't have the massive intros. You didn't have all of the, the music, so it would be cut out on all the extra stuff. Yep. And it was just pure in-game stuff. And just... The models, how it played, the characters you could play as. It was very limiting, but it was it awesome was at the same time. Perfect. If you if you did distract from the entrances and stuff, it was a perfect recreation of what the WCW was putting out at the time. And that was action, 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 action. Get into the game, get into the fight, get into the thing. Straight away, straight away, straight away. Action, 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 action. There wasn't the theatrics that WWE has always had. Um, WCW has always been, at least from... Um, Monday Night Raw, uh, the, the Monday Night Wars onwards, it was always like, give me the action, give me the fighters, give me, the, and that's what that game was. It was it's like before you even started the game, action, 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 action. It had the the kitschy theme tune that was almost a perfect. It was almost as if it was the theme tune from the show, like like the theme tune from the show sounded like it was MIDI and it was perfectly recreated there. And it was and it, that's it was brilliant. And it was based from the time in WCW's um, lifespan, towards the end, unfortunately, where you had the NWO was taking over. And the the wrestlers that were in the NWO wanted Sting to come back. And it was when Sting came back, the war started, basically, between NWO and Sting. 
essentially. Perfectly timed in the WCW's um, history because there was that, I mean, it's part of the Monday Night Wars. So if you're interested in this kind of thing, if you're not sure what we're talking about, go have a look at the Monday Night Wars. If you have access to the WWE Network or you know someone who has access to it, get them to show you the shows. There, there like is actually documentary, like a documentary that leads up to it and you'll understand the you'll get an idea for the fever pitch that this thing had mm. and the game had the exact same feeling to it because they had the same sort of cuts and uh, who's this is it staying oh good good no, good god where is it but there wasn't the story mode it was literally just a fighting Oops. action game and there's there's two things that I always remember about that game that's always going to be in my mind is one when you were playing a game uh, a match with no no, no like hardcore rules there was no weapons. The the crowd would lean in with stuff, and you could pick them up. So you could get, grab like a stop sign or something yeah. and beat the crap out of them. And then there was a way that me and Kaprogman cheesed the um, the tag team champs because it was you did it by belts. And the way that me and him used to cheese it was I'd throw the guy who was a legal man out of the ring, and he keep him out of the ring for ten seconds, and we win. <laughs> So it's a method. It's a method, yeah, certainly. It, it worked. It worked. I mean, it didn't work on the championship match, so no. we had to really go for it. Duh. But it was it was just one of those games where we played it that much that the N64 overheated and we crashed it. You literally took the heel tactics of winning. It worked. I mean... <laughs> well, I mean, it was the you, NWO, that's what they did. You guys, you guys were the heels. Just, huh? just saying. <laughs> In retrospect, you guys were the heels. Right. <laughs> okay, so another quick thing before I, I mention well, something else. Just okay. another quick fire round. Um, if you had to... <clears throat> like desert island discs. Right. If if you were stuck on an island and yes. you had the ability to play one game, tell you what we'll do. We'll just do B this time, and yeah. then you and I can do it next time. Okay, right. If you just had the ability to play one game until you were rescued for like a couple of years, what would it be? Just one game. Here's a question: Do I have internet access on this island? Let's say hypothetically, yes. But you can't get so rescued. internet access to the server, I guess, to download the game content, but not internet access to get help to get you off of the island. But internet access to play the game. Yes. Yes. And the rule being that if it's a multiplayer game, you can't tell anyone you're stuck on an island. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. That's what so I it's was a bit far fetched, but. Yeah. A little bit far fetched. Um, ooh, in that case. Because I'd want a game that would be constantly updating with new things so that I wouldn't get bored of it so easily. Mm. The easy route then would then to be, say, Minecraft. But to be honest, I'm not sure. That Minecraft that much? Yeah, because I, I I wouldn't say I bounced off Minecraft. I played it solidly for a good year, but these days I can't really go back to it, and I don't it's have the same, same yeah thing, uh, fondness for it. I think, I mean, even despite what I've just said, I probably feel that it'd be the easy option of me going to say Rock Band, rock as band. long as I had a constant thing of new music coming coming mm. in, because I've oh I've lo- I've loved. Rock band series for a while, as you both would, know. Would you, would you have all the peripherals, or would you just stick with one instrument? I'd probably, I'd have all the peripherals just to mix things up one day yeah. every so every mm. so often. Um, especially as I didn't wouldn't know how long I would be there. Mm. Um, so I think that would be important to, to keep things fresh and give myself every so often like a bit of of a rejuvenation, mm. so to speak, in how um, in in what I'm doing. And make it feel a bit different every time. So yeah, I think I think rock band would be my selection. <laughs> I am tempted to uh, include Portal on that if uh, Portal Two, if as long as I can download maps from the community. Yeah. So again, same thing because I love Portal Two. It's one of my favorite games of all time, mm. uh, and especially to play all those 
custom levels. So as 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 the day of recording now, there's a there's an event going on which I've followed for a number of years, which I I really get a kick out of, and it's really impressive. It's called um, Games Done Quick, and it happens twice a year. And it's summer uh, speak, uh, summer Games Done Quick and Awesome Games Done Quick. Awesome Games Done Quick is in uh, December January time. Uh, speak game, Summer Games Done Quick is in the summer months, and I always get charity T-shirts from there because I love them. They're really unique. Uh, it's through the Yeti, so they, you buy them from there. So much goes to the charity. The Yeti, yes. Yeah. yeah. Or whatever it's called, um, and I really like that. And it, it, it just watching games destroyed as quickly as possible for a charitable event, and how much they raise for Doctors Without Borders is just phenomenal. How much they raise over a week is just really inspiring. And it just reminded me of the time where you, B, you got the Resident Evil remake when the the remake remake that I brought out for the Xbox, and I was watching you. Because you, you sort of texted me and said, oh, I'm going to do it, I'm going to put it on, if you want to watch me on Twitch. Yeah, sure, so I was sat there on, on the laptop. And occasionally I just get this, right, I don't quite know what I'm doing now. And I just say this, can you help me? Now there's a 30 second delay between what I finish, so when I push return, and what he sees. So he's asking me, what do I do? And I'm typing furiously trying to help him because I've played that game tons. And it, it, after about 10 seconds going, are you there? And I'm going, I, I can't. Right, copy paste. And I go, just give me a second, give me a second. I'm trying to type furiously. And it was like all the way through, he's going, oh yeah, and I'm, I'm trying to remember from memory. And he's not doing it the way I do it, so I'm trying to, he's going, do I turn left here? And he's going straight by it. So by the time I tell him, yes, he's supposed to turn left, he's halfway across the mansion. Go back! You know, and I remember, I didn't get all of it, but I helped you from like, just before you got outside to the end of the game, didn't I? I think it was just after Lisa Trevor fight. Yeah. Towards the end of the game. Because I was trying to complete it, I should say, I don't speedrun as such, but I, at the time... You playing it when you... Well, at the, at the time, I was going for the achievement for completing in less than three hours, so I was trying to remember the route to go to complete it in less than three hours, and I'd never played um, and completed it in, in, in like a fast time before. I'd kind of stumbled my way to the end. So, yeah, and then, yeah, you definitely helped me, and that's how I kind of ended up finding out because also to help to help me get through it, I was watching speedruns at the time, and that's how I ended up coming across Summer Games Done Quick and Awesome Games mm. Done Quick. Yeah, well, it's it's just it'll always stick in my mind because I'd I'd be sort of like I'd boot up the laptop, have my headphones on, and I'd be walking around the house with my laptop, just trying to help him because I had to do stuff. And um, it was just it it was a case of I think he he got to just the lab, so right near the end of the game. And I remember telling him, you, you know you've been playing on hard mode, don't you? <laughs> no, I'm on easy. No, you've been playing it the wrong way. What do you mean? Don't, don't kill anything. The wrong way. Oh, right, yeah. Don't kill anything. Why? You wonder why Crimson Heads keep killing you. You're shooting everything. Don't. Yeah. What? And then what happened? He completed the game, then he did another run, and he was trying to get a sub-three run, because that's an achievement. Sub-three hours. Okay. It was like sub-six hours was an achievement, then sub-three hours. Yeah, that was it. And you were really going for the sub-three when you were playing as Jill. And I I came back a couple of days later, I was watching, and I said, you know, hi, hi B, how's it going? And the first thing he said to me was, yeah, I shouldn't kill anything, should I? (laughs) Nope, I told you that. It, It was hard mode, you was right. Well, you know. But well, it wasn't such hard mode as it was harder to finish it quickly because of the yeah, yeah. because because of the things coming back. I, I, I always said to you just avoid them, take the hit and run yeah. by. But because I knew I knew about Crimson Heads, I, yeah. I knew known about them since launch because I was obviously. But you didn't know the connection that if you wipe a zombie out, it will come back. No, well, I did. Well, I did. Is, oh. you, you, you had, you, in, in the game, you have a kerosene can, 
a little canteen and you, I think out of all of it you can flame seven bodies oh, yeah okay. considering how many zombies are in that game you could only fully get rid of seven of them and I was yeah. trying to bend like nearly every single one like go, I kept going back trying to find kerosene Right, I see. To bend my body. Even, like, even on the, the PC remake and like the console remake, on the wood they added an easy mode where you had more than enough stuff. Yeah. But and the 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 the, the bad guys, the zombies went down two or three hits. But when the crimson heads came up, it was kind of like because I replayed it and I tried it myself. The crimson heads were in the same difficulty from the cube version. Right. So the zombies went down ridiculously fast, but the crimson heads were relentless. Right, and if you didn't make that connection, it just it got like you got halfway through the game. It, 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 it I kind of imagined a lot of people just table flip moment. This is too hard, even on the easy. The only way to properly wipe out a crimson is to take it down and then burn it. That if if you if you pour kerosene on the body and then set it on fire, so you have to find a light. It doesn't become yeah, yeah. a crimson head. Yeah. It doesn't become a crimson head. But once but it's if, a crimson head, you can't take it out. You can you take. Well, you, it you, just takes like nearly an entire clip of shotgun uh, shells, yeah, like a ten, ten, ten twelve. What a lot of people didn't realise was if you didn't have the lighter with you, yep. if you pour kerosene on it, they'd instantly turn into one. Hmm. All right. And they would run after you. They'd be three times as fast as normal zombies. And at certain points of the game, they could burst through doors to get to you. Oh, I see. So you had to be really fast. Okay. And know what you're doing. But I always remember that because he was just, what would I, I can't. And just me just going, you're doing it wrong. I just couldn't remember the route you, at you're all. You're doing it wrong. So there's me typing furiously and he's just off. Is it this way? No, hang on, go back, wait a minute. So I'm going, hang on, wait, go, go back, wait a minute. After I told him how to do it, he's going, wow, how, how the... He's, wait a minute, wait a minute. I learned how to type very fast. It was a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. Yeah. Good times. I think what, just, what we'll do is... No, carry on. So, no, it, it just, it, it always, with, with this event happening this week, it always reminds me, whenever I have that event of me trying to help you get through it, going, wait a minute, hang on. Typing furiously. I think that's the end of part three. <laughs> Hopefully it is. Yes, it is. I've just done a quick mental check. We've just been talking about some stuff. It got a bit cool. It got a bit funny. It got really cool. And it get, I'm going to cut that bit it out. Got, Start got, again. It got, it got so cool, it was LL Cool J. Because the ladies love Cool J. That was the yes. end of whatever part that was that you just listened to. Next coming up is the next part that you haven't listened to yet, hopefully, assuming you're listening to these in order. If not, why are you listening to these out of order, you weirdo? Anyway, next part... Don't call the listeners weirdos! I can call them what they want, I'm a guest, I'm out of here after this. Yeah, you think. No. Back to the dungeon with you! Intro music is Behind the Lines by Ian Sutherland. Outro music is I Need You Watashi no Sabate by GK. Spider Break music is Spectrum Subdiffusion Mix by Phonics. See the show notes for more details. I'm not sure whether this is going to have a part four, but I hope it doesn't. But just in case, come back next week. I don't know. Just, yes.